Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Until Death Do Us Part. Intimate, true stories about the end of life, afterlife, and more. Call in to share your own story on the air. The number is 516-666-9881. I'm Dave Maroff, and welcome to Until Death Do Us Part. Here are your co-hosts, Summer Bacon and Liz Johnson. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. From wherever you are listening in the world, welcome to Until Death Do Us Part. Live from Sedona, Arizona, I'm Summer Bacon. And I'm Liz Johnson. We are the proud sponsors of Hoofs and Horns Farm Sanctuary, located in beautiful Picture Rocks, Arizona. Hoofs and Horns is going to be having a Halloween carnival on Saturday, October 26th from 9, pardon me, from 5 until 9 in the evening. They're going to have food and games and prizes, and they're even going to have a haunted hayride. <laughs> so dress up your kitties and go out and have some fun. Their website is www.hoofsandhornsfarm.org. So when you say uh, kitties, that's like goats? Like kids? like Like goats. <laughs> Dress them up as goats and goblins and well, witches. Your, your goat, <laughs> no, but your goat. Isn't a goat called a kid? Your, oh, that's right. Your kid. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, because they have goats down there. And they do yeah. have goats down there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that could be fun. Yep. <laughs> my goat has a Superman cape. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Your three-legged goat. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You're an amazing goat. She's got an amazing goat yes i do he is a very amazing goat yeah so well thank you so much for joining us today and um liz and i have been spiritual teachers for decades and the reason that we do this show is because we've noticed over the years that a lot of people uh most people we know anyway and bump into seem to have these experiences whether they're a believer or non-believer um that are paranormal supernatural weird, um, frightening sometimes, and really kind of cool uh, uh, most of the time. And they just really have no place to talk about it, um, no one to talk about those experiences with. And so we created this radio show to give you a platform to share your story with the world. And today, and today. we are going to ask you the question, do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. we, we would love to hear your stories, um, our wonderful listening audience. So please call in at 516-666-9881 and share your stories, your happy haunts. Maybe they weren't so happy haunts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're a skeptic, we want to hear from you too. And as always, even if you don't have a ghost story to share, call in and share the story that you do have to share. Yeah. And know that your calls are answered in the order that they are received. So we appreciate your patience uh, and we will get to you as quickly as possible. Yep. And um, so you had a little something you wanted to share, right, Liz? Well, you know, it's it's interesting as as we were talking about uh, doing this program on ghosts, I did a little research and I found a website called Live Science and it says, are ghosts real? Evidence has not materialized. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. But the article states, it says, if you believe in ghosts, you are not alone. Cultures all around the world believe in spirits. Spirits that survive beyond death and live in another realm. In fact, ghosts are among the most widely believed of paranormal phenomenon. Millions of people are interested in ghosts. In 2013, the Harris Poll found that 43%, that's a pretty good percentage, of Americans believe in ghosts. 
The idea that the dead remain with us in spirit is an ancient one, appearing in countless stories from the Bible to Macbeth. It even spawned a folklore genre. Ghost genre. stories. Genre. 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 Police <laughs> <laughs> and ghosts is part of a large web a large web huh. of related paranormal beliefs. So near-death experience, all of the kinds of things that we talk about on our show are part of this paranormal genre. genre. I like that. Genre. I like that word, <laughs> yeah. genre. It's kind of fun to say. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, we absolutely believe in ghosts because we've seen them. And, and there's a difference when you have uh, an experience of seeing a ghost you really do know that it's not a, a hallucination. You might deny what you've seen. You might be afraid of what you've seen, but it's just so different than I, I hallucinated when I was a little kid because um, I would get these high fevers of like 104 degrees. Wow. And I remember laying in bed and I would have these hallucinations and my mom would explain to me that they were uh, like giant ants walking on the fence outside my window and things like that. And she said my fever was really, really high during those times. Then again, maybe the high fever allowed me to see things that weren't that, that were really there. That were really there. <laughs> but, yeah. That's something else to explore. I just didn't even realize that. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Well, I think that we, um, before we go to our callers, we should take a uh, short commercial break. Okay, and we will be right back. Are your windows dirty again? At Ontiveros Window Cleaning, we offer cleaning services to residential and business properties while specializing in new construction. You are serviced by the pain and not by the hour, so you are guaranteed a quality clean. We refer to ourselves as window detailers with a nose-to-glass policy with flexible hours. So let us clear your views and bring light back into your homes again. Please visit our website at ontiveroswindowcleaning.com or send a text or call us at 801-949-0548 for a free estimate. Hi, Lori Lene, licensed massage therapist and owner of Raven's Call Healing Center in beautiful Sedona, Arizona. We offer several different modalities like therapeutic massage, fifth dimensional work with vibrational sound and light, classes and workshops to expand and grow your spiritual awareness, releasing the blocks in the body that no longer serve you so you can live a more vibrant life. Please check us out at ravenscallinc.com or give us a call at 928-202-1179. You get $10 off your first visit. Raven's Call, healing for your soul. And welcome back. You are listening to Until Death Do You Part. Do us part. <laughs> well, we're going to part at some point or another anyway, right? <laughs> Again, the phone number to call is 516 516- Six 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 nine eight eight one. If you have a hauntingly good story to share, and it looks like we have a caller from area code nine two eight nine two eight area code. Are you there? Can you hear us? Hello. Uh, <clears throat> I'm all here. Yes, most of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for calling in. Thank you very much. So, what would you like to share with us today, caller? Well, this is a very simple. Uh, story, but I think you might be interested. <clears throat> Always. When my wife passed away, when my wife passed away a number of years ago, I was in the house and sitting in a chair, and it was just just kind of hanging out in the chair, and all of a sudden I heard boo. <laughs> I, I mean, I I hurtled out of that chair. That was her voice. Oh wow! And oh my goodness! It it, it 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 made sense because she loved to play jokes on me. <laughs> so Did it was it scare a, you? I was, it was it was well, it scared me, but then I started laughing because I thought, by golly, that's her. <laughs> uh, that's, that's that's great. That's my story. Yeah. I love that story. Thank you so we much do for love sharing. That story. That's Thank fantastic. You. I love it. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Thank you. I always think I. Oh, sorry. Hold on a second, caller. I think he's going to say something else. Six 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 in there. Are you still there? Is that... Can you say that yeah, again, sir? It... 
what I'm concerned about is that your your phone number has that six 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 in it, and here we are talking about ghosts. I mean, you might you might really get one. Who knows? Wouldn't that be cool? I love that. Wouldn't that be neat? Our next caller is uh, well, we can't quite read it. It's a little obscured. It looks a little uh, wispy. A little wispy there. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be hilarious. Yeah, actually, that that uh, the six 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 in our phone number was um, what was uh, that was the, the phone number designated by. Uh, blog talk radio yes and so we had nothing to do with that and we figured okay well let's just let it be <laughs> there are no accidents <laughs> again, again thank you so much for calling in thank you so much have a great day you too thank you <laughs> that was great what that a good story great. so <laughs> when was the first time that you had a ghostly encounter oh my gosh uh let's see my first ghostly encounter was uh, i had a number of them um i'm trying to think what it was probably in my parents house um where i really saw a ghost for the first time i'd had awareness uh awarenesses of you know people beings ghosts looking at me when I was younger, I was very much aware that I was being watched and that sort of thing. But at my parents' house in Los Angeles, I was about 17 years old or so. And I remember seeing this spirit, this ghost, walk past me. And it would do this constantly. And during daylight, nighttime, whenever it was, and I could actually see the, the limbs and everything, and this, this man would walk right past me, and I could see him in my peripheral vision. And eventually I just said, this is weird. I, I, it's not the light playing tricks on me because I, can, I see this at random times, and it's always the same so-called person. So I finally just said, said I see you. Can you come stand in front of me? And they actually did. And I was shocked and he just stood in front of me and just looked at me and I thought, okay, now what do I do? I just didn't know what to do at that point. And I have to say, this was not like a full color uh, encounter ghost. Uh, It was, he was, he was mostly just in in like gray, black, you know, just a a figure more than a ghost is what I saw. Mm -hmm. Later on, I did see um, full color ghosts and things like that through the years. But yeah, how about you? Yeah. Yeah. I think I was a child the first time I saw a ghost. Yeah. And I was watching cartoons in my living room on a Saturday morning, and I had a favorite chair that I sat in because it would spin. And, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had um, one of those. <laughs> yeah. And I would spin around in that chair really, really fast. And one morning as I was spinning in my chair, I saw a white figure hmm. standing in the middle of the living room. And I stopped and it was a very tall, it was a a man and he was not from our time. He had a top hat on and he was dressed quite formally and he didn't say anything to me, but same thing. He just kept looking at me and I kept looking at him Mm -hmm. and pretty soon I was like, maybe I'm supposed to be afraid. (laughs) <laughs> I got up and I ran into the other room and mom, mom, there's a, there's a man standing in our living room, you know? Oh, wow. And of course, by the time she came to investigate, he had disappeared, but huh. he was as real to me as you are. Did, did your mom believe in ghosts or did she take it seriously or? No, I think she thought I was making up the whole thing. Yeah, so. Just your imagination. Yeah, it was just my imagination. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> but uh-huh. uh, um, the imagination hung in there for most of my life. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When I, I grew up in Granada Hills, California, and, and um, on Kingsbury Street, and we lived in a house that was really quite an interesting place. It had been at one time a church. It was the second house built in Granada Hills, and it was later on a house of ill repute. Ah, well, <laughs> there are other words and other ways to describe that, but that's what that's what this is called. And um, and you can imagine the the living room was the chapel area, so that's where I'm sure there were plenty of funeral services and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so our house was definitely haunted. And I I remember as a little girl, I was quite afraid in that house when my parents would leave the house. I could feel somebody in the the room with me my parents would go out at night my brother and I'd be home alone and you know because back then it was safe to do that that's just what people did and we were you know seven seven and ten years old or something like that right 
And um, and I could really feel and sense the presence of somebody there always, no matter where I was, especially the back of the house, this is the area that I think was most haunted. My parents felt it too. And um, eventually, uh, when I got older, we moved away when I was 17. And a few years later, I guess it was several years later, my mom and I returned to the house to go see it and because we loved that house so much. And And we knocked on the door and the people who lived there opened the door and uh, said, yeah, come on in, take a look and, and uh, look around. They were just about to sell it. And so we started talking about the house together and how much we all loved it. The people who lived there loved it after we were there. And the, the, uh, the man said, did you ever uh, have a ghost? And we said, <laughs> yes, actually we did. Well, this man and his wife, they were much older, not the kind of people that you would think would believe in ghosts or even bring it up or talk about it. But they had seen the ghost many times, and they said it was a man who would just come into the living room or wherever they were, and he would just hang out. He'd have his arms folded, and he'd lean against the doorway and watch them. And they said it never bothered them or anything like that. He was just there. And I have no idea who that man was, but could have, you know, clearly could have been some somebody from the funeral services in the chapel or could have been the minister who knows mm-hmm. but that I thought that was really interesting because we really did have that kind of validation that we were hoping, yeah hoping to get one day yeah how beautiful it was yeah yeah my Not impression of all. that my impression of that story is that it was the minister yeah I yeah. had the feeling too that yeah just kind of dropped in yeah um, who really loved it because it was a it was an incre- incredibly interesting place that we lived in it really was I bet yeah had quite a history well and you know and it doesn't have to be an old place either that a ghost can choose to haunt Mm -hmm. um, if you will Um, I lived in a new house uh, down in Scottsdale Arizona and I was very aware that there must have been some sort of portal or something that enabled people to walk through our house quite literally. Uh-huh. And I would see them at all times of day and night. And one morning I remember, you know, making coffee and somebody walked through. And wow. even my husband saw, you know, ghosts standing in our living room in different places like that. And they would knock things off of our shelves and, wow. you know, find different ways to make their presence known. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting because he, he was not necessarily a believer. He was not right? a believer, but he did see the, the ghosts. But he would see them that. nonetheless. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here when they would knock things off the shelves, they used to have plants on the uh, tops of the cabinets on, and they would always knock those off the shelves. I had, um, several cardboard boxes stacked one inside the other. Uh-huh. And one night I heard one of those cardboard boxes hit the floor and I thought, oh, it must be our cats. Uh-huh. And I walked out and it was not an outside box that hit the floor, but the one that was completely on the inside. So something had to have picked it up uh-huh. and dropped it on the floor. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, wow. that type of uh, thing went on all the time. Yeah, yeah. I remember I was in um, Mantaway, Ohio with my mom at my grandma's house many years ago and we went over to the neighbor's house and and uh, next door neighbor invited us in and she immediately started to open up about the hauntings in her house and in her basement and she said that the that her husband had passed away and all of his I guess they were woodworking tools or something like that they were down in the basement and she said they would constantly come out of the toolbox <laughs> and be placed around in different parts of the house. And, uh-huh. and she would find it and she'd be like, honey, <laughs> can you put your things away? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I could, I could see that happening. Yeah, it was really, I was, I think I was like 13 years old when I was there and, um, and heard these stories. And it, it really scared me. I have to admit at that time, it did scare me. I was young and I was impressionable in terms of, you know, first of all, I, I already had had many experiences of that sort. And I, I, I was kind of, I guess, taken aback by this woman's kind of nonchalance about it. Like it's, oh yeah, oh yeah. there's a ghost <laughs> who lives here. It's not a big deal. And, and, um, and I think that helped me in relaxing with it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I don't think it has to be a scary thing, but when your stuff starts moving around, it can be disconcerting <laughs> nonetheless. Yeah. But, yep. um, so I think it's time for us to go to another uh, short commercial break here, and we will be right back. I'm here with Julie Valentine, Sedona realtor, and a good friend of mine. And uh, Julie has been doing this work in Sedona for a very long time. Julie, tell us about yourself. 
Think Summer. I'm Julie Valentine, obviously with Sedona Dreamhelm. And um, I consider myself a real estate consultant versus an agent and really take to heart guiding hearts to their homes. It's our whole premise. We allow a lot of space and time for people to really tap into the right home for themselves. If you are selling and you are being guided to a new destination, we have the latest in marketing technologies for you too. You can find us at SedonaDreamHome.com or 928-202-2394. I am with Realty One Group Mountain Desert. Hi, my name is Michelle Wells, and I am the manager, stylist with the excellent team at Bella Luna Hair Salon, located at 3147 North Robert Road, Prescott Valley, Arizona. Our phone number is 928-775-6706. You can also check out our website at www.bellalunahair.com. Hope to see you soon. Have a wonderful day. And welcome back. If you're listening in, thank you so much for joining us today. Again, the phone number to call in and share your haunting story <laughs> is 516-666-9881. Oh, my goodness. And ghosts take so many different shapes and forms. There yeah. are poltergeists and spirits and animal ghosts and um, yeah dimensional bleed through yeah i had a a friend of mine emailed me this morning nancy uh shared about dimensional bleed through i you know i never really heard that phrase before but it's pretty self-explanatory i think um which would be where i mean for those of us who you know like oh, oh like talking like this this is just matter of fact oh yeah you know dimensional bleed through yeah, get it yeah, right yeah like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> I know that it's, it's like some people might be going, wait, what? <laughs> so first of all, you have to believe in dimensions for there to be dimensional bleed through. Absolutely. And so you have to believe that there are truly other realms of existence beyond the physical that we live in and the physical dimension that we live in. And that sometimes um, every once in a while, one of those beings from another dimension can cross your path. Just maybe you're in the right frame of mind. You're in a trance-like state that, that raises your vibration to a different level where you're able to see into the other dimension and happen to see that person. Maybe they have changed their own vibrational frequency and just made their presence known by rather project, projecting themselves into our realm to be seen or heard or felt, that sort of thing. Have you had that happen? Yes, very many times. I think I have uh, in terms of being uh, contacted by spirits who've wanted to make their presence known to me. Absolutely. Um, I've had uh, some also some, well, there was one time, I'm not sure this was, this is a dimensional bleed through though. Uh, but I was living in a condo here in Sedona and, um, my friend Tom Dongo was, was there with me when this happened, but we were talking about the fact that there had been some hauntings in that condo and just, there was a man though, who was, living color. Uh, he wore a blue shirt and some slacks and he would just show up in my office all the time. And he, he would stand there and just watch me. And sometimes I'd be like, uh, you know, uh, could you go do something else? You know, go get an afterlife baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and, uh, cause it was kind of a little disconcerting, like, because he would just stare at me and I think, why, what do you, what do you want? What do you need? Cause I tried to help him go to the light, but that wasn't part of it. He was just there. And um, and one day I was doing some work and I came out of my office to find that all of the burners in the kitchen were on and all of them. And I at full full blast. And I was like, what? And that that kind of made me mad. So I, I, I said to the spirit, I said, no, you don't have permission to be turning burners on and doing things that are dangerous around here. Mm -hmm. And so Tom and I were talking about this and uh, and we it was during the daytime and I had this big heavy chandelier and not chandelier, but like a big lamp kind of thing right. hanging from the ceiling. Um, and, uh, and while we were talking about this whole thing, we were about six, six, eight feet away from the, the lamp. And all of a sudden it's, it's as if somebody took it and just shoved it and it started swinging back and forth and back and forth furiously. Wow. Yeah. So that was, that was a really, uh, really overt. And uh, Tom took a picture of it too. And, and right in the center of that lamp, uh, there was an orb. Really? In the photo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was really interesting. But I don't think, I, you know, I think I just went way off topic <laughs> from the dimensional <laughs> bleed through. Have you ever had a dimensional bleed through? Um, I actually did. It was uh, 
a, a number of years ago. It was before I moved up to Prescott Valley. So, But I was driving down the 101 freeway in Scottsdale, and it was probably about 10 o'clock in the morning, and all of a sudden I'm looking out over this field, and there is a witch on a broom hmm. flying around. And I was thinking maybe it was one of those, like, you know, they had those re- remote control airplanes or something like that. But it was, it looked like the witch on the Wizard of Oz. Oh, wow. And I am watching this witch flying around. I mean, she's not going in any particular pattern or anything. And I'm like, holy crap. Mm -hmm. Does anybody else see this? You know, and I'm driving down the freeway. So obviously I can't pull off and take a good look at it. But um, I watched it for probably a good three or four miles. Wow. Wow. And then all at once, she looked right at me. (laughs) <laughs> and as soon as she saw that I could see her, she disappeared. Oh, interesting. Huh? And it was just gone. But that was, I mean, very cool and very freaky all at the same time. But it was what they termed dimensional bleeds through. I was able to, either she popped into our dimension or I popped into hers. Yeah. What, so what is your definition of dimensional bleed through? I what? actually am not that familiar with that term. I mm-hmm. had only heard it just recently. But to me, that's what it is, that there are layers and layers of different dimensions yeah. and beings that live in these dimensions. And yeah. so occasionally they can pop through into ours or, you know, if we're in the right frame of mind, we can pop through into theirs. Right. So I've always been kind of curious about uh, ghost sightings that are re- repeated over and over again. Either these are, you know, a residual haunting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but a ghost that keeps repeating the same pattern over and over again, or, is it recorded information that is left behind in the ethers that somebody is seeing or experiencing? <clears throat> I was when you talk about driving down the highway. I was driving down 89A um, quite a number of years ago, uh, coming back from Cottonwood towards uh, Sedona, mm-hmm. and at that time the highway was a two-lane highway, and so I was driving driving towards Sedona in broad daylight, you know, coming back from Walmart and. And I see ahead of me uh, this man crossing the road at a very slow pace. And this is a highway where people would drive way past the speed limit mm-hmm. of 55 miles an hour, sometimes 65, 75 miles an hour. And I was really concerned because he was going so slowly. And I thought, gee, if he doesn't, if he doesn't get a move on, you know, he could be hit by a car. And um, and then he walked across, and the, the highway was a two-lane highway with a drop-off on the on the side, and that's where he was heading was towards that drop-off. And I thought, God, I hope he gets down there and gets safe, gets off this road. And he walks across the road, and he didn't go down the drop-off at all. He just kept walking, and there was nothing <laughs> under him. He walked out into the into the air, and then he just kind of disappeared into disappeared. this doorway, and it was amazing. Wow. And I thought, and I and that was really like living color, tangible as you're sitting here kind of thing that mm-hmm. happened where I, I identified it as a person in the flesh, but, but it was not. But it was not. Yeah. So there's yeah. so many different ways in which these spirits can, you know, present themselves or, but yeah. I don't know if that was uh, maybe his daily route <laughs> that he was taking. <laughs> Could but, very well be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could very well be. Um, yeah. I remember seeing a, in the house that I currently live in, I have a ghost cat. This cat is not one of our cats, but I believe it is a cat that I owned uh, in the past. Hmm. And one night I got up to take a potty break in the middle of the night, and I currently have two living cats. So I see this cat walking down the hall in front of me, and I'm thinking, oh, it's just one of my cats. When I got to the bathroom and I turned on the light, the cat disappeared. Wow. So, you know, even even animals can haunt us, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think, again, a lot of people probably wonder how is it that we have all these experiences and they don't. Some people just, they don't understand. Them. Why why don't I have these experiences? I've never seen a ghost. I've never seen a an extraterrestrial. I've never seen a spirit. I've never seen an angel or anything like that. But I think part of it is really just learning how to attune yourself to that. Um, I think that you know part of it is also coming in with a certain ability coming into this mm-hmm. lifetime, mm-hmm. just as some people are great at playing the piano or playing golf. It doesn't matter. It's just you right. have that natural ability. And some of us have a natural ability to see things that aren't there or to hear things that aren't there supp- supposedly, you know, that, right. that in our 
our world believe we believe that there's they're not there. Right. But we're actually just seeing different frequencies that some people can't see. And if you if you work with it, if you really want to see, then you need to make an effort. It's, right. it, it, it sometimes it's really just a matter of sitting in a room and staring into the, what seems to be empty space around you and saying, okay, I want to see something there because there's lots of frequency around us. We are a frequency in a body. That's really scientifically true. We are frequencies, each one of us, and there's frequency all around us. So if you just sit in a room and just look into what you think is empty air, empty space, and start acknowledging the little flitters of light and acknowledge the little sparks that you see, it's not just some sort of a strange anomaly of your vision or something that's happening in the eyeball itself. It's really there is an ability to reach out into that space and and connect. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know when I was younger and still now, um, a lot of times when I close my eyes at night, I will see what looks like um, uh, it's kind of like a matrix almost of Hmm. lines and shapes and different things like that. But if I look into it, different things will come into view, mm-hmm. different, different life forms, different faces, different um, shapes. Yeah. I mean, and they're real. I can tell that they're real. Yeah, you couldn't make them, make them up, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And yeah. I think that we all have that ability. It's whether or not we are willing to create a relationship with it. Yeah. Because that's really what it's about is creating a relationship with spirit. Absolutely. I totally, I, that's exactly what it is. I mean, yeah. 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 And yeah. do you want to badly enough? You know, not everybody is uh, open to it. Yeah. Not everybody believes in it. As we've mentioned mm-hmm. before, lots, lots of people are very skeptical about whether or not this exists. Right. And, and sometimes when things happen that you think, oh, well, that was just a coincidence. But if you can get beyond that and say, okay, I'm going to trust this is, this is real. If you, if you make that decision to trust something is real that has happened in your life, you hear something that goes bump in the night and it, it happens to be a, a framed picture of a loved one that fell off a shelf and you, were, you were, had been asking to have communication with them the day before and all of a sudden their, their picture falls off the shelf, you say, oh, well, that's just coincidence. Or, or is it? Or is it? Trust that and say, ah, you knocked that off the shelf. Thank you for letting me know your presence is there. Yes. Because if you don't, really open up that dialogue and that communication with the spirit, you're not going to really advance in, in your ability to con- connect. If you don't get it and, and they'll say, okay, well, maybe tomorrow night I'll knock that picture down again. I'll do it 10 or 20 times before I can get it through your silly head that it is me doing it. It's not just coincidence. Yes. But if you, if you engage with it and you say, okay, I'm going to trust this is real. Thank you for knocking the picture off the shelf. Now show me something else. Let's, let's engage in another way. And you'll be surprised at some of the things that will start coming into your life because they're there, they hear us, and they are more than willing to communicate. It's just we're the ones who tend to, to shut them out. And again, because it is it is hard to believe in the invisible. Absolutely. Well, historically, they used to do seances. Mm. That was quite fashionable back in like the 18 and 1900s, and people would actually women in particular would get together and hold seances in their homes after afternoon tea. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, conjure up spirits or Mm -hmm. intend to conjure up spirits. Mm -hmm. And there's been, um, lots of history about uh, them recording the voices from the other side on, uh, gramophones and things of that nature where they reached out to the other side and asked questions and could actually record the voices from the other side. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. I, I was doing a, um, a session one time for someone and I'm a trans medium. So I, uh, I was doing my work uh, over the phone, recording it on a cassette recorder. And, and the person called me when they got their cassette tape and said, was there somebody in the room when you were doing that session? I said, just me. And nobody, nobody else was living there with me at all, so it was just me. Oh, boy, they were just, just beside themselves because they heard these voices in the room, and they thought somebody was listening in on their private session. Oh, my. And I said, no, not at all. <laughs> and then they got it. They realized, oh, my gosh, this uh, cassette recorder actually picked up those voices that were in the room of loved ones that, that she had been talking about and wondering about. That's pretty exciting, mm-hmm. yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah, it was really, it's really, I think it's really cool. 
Well, and great confirmation that they're still around her, mm-hmm. you know, that they're still wanting to communicate and be connected. Oh, gosh, yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. absolutely. Have you ever been to a seance? I have not personally, well, I have personally been to a seance. It was a long time ago, and uh, um, of course, there was the banging and the knocking and all those kinds of things, but I, mm-hmm. what I thought was really interesting was I went to what they called a table tipping, oh. and um, the person that was connected to the other side would ask questions, and then the table would tip to one side or the other, indicating yes or no to the answer. Did you have your hands on the table, or uh, how did, did that, were you just back away from the table? I was away from the table. I did mm-hmm. not have my hands on the table. The only person who had their hands on the table was the person conducting this uh-huh. uh, table-tipping event. Huh. So, Were you skeptical? I mean... Because I know that in the you know back in the time of the Fox sisters and some others that they were they were rigged and there was somebody under the table moving it around or whatever it might be. I did wonder she had hydraulics. You know? Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> but um, when you examined underneath the table, there was nothing there. Even though it was draped hmm. with the tablecloth, I didn't see anything that would indicate that it was rigged. Right. What kind of table was it? It was just a card table. Yeah, a card table. You know, okay. Just yeah. your average. Mm-hmm. You know run-of-the-mill mm-hmm. card table. So that yeah. was an interesting experience. And I think that there are lots of different ways that we can connect with the other side. And, you know, she was definitely setting an intention. Yeah. Huh. You know, of creating that experience. It was pretty cool. That's really interesting. There was an actress um, back in the mm, late 1800s, I guess, early 1900s, uh, named Lily Langtree. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, there's a book called The Prince and the Lily. I can't remember the uh, author of the book right at the moment, but um, there was there were a couple of pages in there about her experience. She was a very she was considered the most beautiful woman in the world, and she was a stage actress. She acted with um, Oscar Wilde, and and uh, or they were the best friends anyway. And um, and so she said she had heard about the Fox sisters, and she was um, I think probably a bit of a narcissist and thinking she was better than other people. And so she said, I can do that. I can I can uh, hear spirits, and I can you know conjure them up. And I'm going to be the greatest trance medium to ever be in, uh, ever walk the earth. So her father, (laughs) well, her father, it said just on these two pages in the book, her father said, okay to this. And so she decided to have a a conjure up the spirits party or whatever you call it. You know, I don't know if it was a seance necessarily that she had, but in the book, it said that, that all of a sudden the furniture raised up on the floor was flying around the room and things started moving. And it scared her <laughs> out of her mind, and so she she quit. Never did it again. Never did it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there was a period of time on Earth during the time of the Fox Sisters and things where uh, this is not an uncommon practice, and there were lots of people who were engaging in mediumship uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and and table tipping and seances, and um, I don't know if they were doing ghost busting, but I imagine they were doing ghost busting as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure that they were. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's it's really interesting because there's there's been countless uh, programs about ghost busting and searching for ghosts and the like. And you know, I I think lots of us have witnessed doors and things opening and closing yeah. on their own, and the lights flickering, and you know, things being moved. Yeah, and things disappearing and then reappearing and reappearing. Like exactly. you, you know, I I set that I set that pen there and then it's not there and then it's there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What happened there? Is a, a interdimensional bobble or something? Yeah. Time or <laughs> space <laughs> or did somebody did somebody steal it? And, did somebody uh, steal it? And yeah. Move it. Yeah. Well, I I know in our house uh, this was just a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband were watching television and all of a sudden the hall light turned on. Ah. all by itself mm-hmm. and you know he looked at me I looked at him and it was like I don't remember leaving that light on did you leave it on but it was right someone else had turned the light on right so huh. um, they they like to play tricks on us they like to have fun with us and they like to do what they can to get our attention oh yeah absolutely I uh I was with my friend uh Lorena and shout out to Lorena if you're listening um She's a great, great, great friend of mine. And her sister passed away, and her her sister lived across the street from her. And um, Lorena was suddenly um, responsible for taking care of the the house and and all the stuff that was in it. 
and she said, hey, some, she said, I, I just feel like there's something going on over there, something, it, she just felt haunted, or she wasn't sure if her sister had moved on or anything like that, and um, so I said, well, I'll come over, I'll take a look, and, you know, walk around and feel into it, and I, I usually don't like to know much of anything, I did not know her sister well, I think I met her once, but I don't really, you know, didn't know anything about her, um, and I, I walked through the house, and, and I, I could, I, you know, pointed out the spot where her sister had passed away. She said, yep. And then I, her sister was giving me messages about different things in the house. And finally her sister said, I will go, but I would really like to have a nice pair of shoes on, a nice pair of shoes on and my best dress. And Lorena said, ah, that's my sister. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she was told, instructed, uh, Lorena was instructed to find a pair of shoes and put them by the front door. And meanwhile, I continued my ghost busting, walking around the house, checking to see if there was anything else going on there. Mm-hmm. We found uh, the house was mostly emptied out of furniture and other things. There were just some plastic bags around and there were dresses in the closet. So there was her favorite dress in there. And the shoes uh, were, in, were in a plastic bag. So I said, oh, here's the shoes. So I said, Laura, I said, why don't you go ahead and you know pick out a pair of shoes for your sister and put them by the front door for what it's worth? I don't know. Yeah, I, was kind of, <laughs> I thought this is kind of kooky and weird and silly. But, you know, you just go with it. And uh, so as I say, I went, I went out, you know, I guess I went out on the porch or something in the back and looked, took a look around at things and just did, you know, just giving a little blessing to her sister and, and all of that into the house. I came back in the house. And uh, I walked to the front door where Lorena was, and she said, yeah, I put the shoes down, and I, I talked to my sister, and I told her it's okay to go, and all of that. And the door was wide open at that point. There was no wind. I'm, I mean, no wind at all. And all of a sudden, the door closed, and it, it not slammed shut, It as if somebody took it by the handle and very gently swung it closed and click. And (laughs) so that right after Lorena said, it's okay for you, for her to go. And um, so that was really an interesting thing. And I, I really believe that was her sister doing that. I really do. Oh yeah. There's something different. You can feel it. You can, you just know it's not, it's not an accident. Right. And you're not making this up either. Yeah, exactly. Right. Very, very fascinating. It is time for us to go to another uh, short commercial break. And we will be right back. Join us at Circle L Ranch Animal Rescue and Sanctuary, located in Prescott Valley on Saturday, October 19th from 10 o'clock a.m. until 3 o'clock p.m. for our annual Halloween fundraiser. We'll be offering ranch tours hourly starting at 10.30 a.m. There will be a fantastic raffle, a pumpkin painting contest, game booths, arts and crafts for the kids, and much more. So please visit our website, circlel.org, for more details, and we hope to see you there. Hi, I'm Dave Maroff, Transformational Life Coach and Spiritual Counselor. Are you feeling stuck? Can't find your way? Have the questions but can't find the answers? Life Coaching can help you move forward from where you are in your life to where you want to be. So give me a call at 928-642-8443 to schedule an appointment today or visit my website at www.daveheartom.com. I'm here to help you. Have a wonderful day. And welcome back. If you're listening in and you have a story you would like to share, please call us at 516-666-9881. There are lots of... uh, Lots of haunted places in our world, and I know that you have an interesting experience that you had in Gettysburg. Would you like to share that with our listeners? Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually yeah. I had an incredible experience in Gettysburg. I was uh, about 24 years old, and I was traveling with my boyfriend Pete, and um, we we it was October, and we ended up in Gettysburg. Um, at a campground and he went to go find beer and it was not a beer day I guess I don't they have certain <laughs> beer days there but he couldn't find any beer but he was gone for quite a while it was, it was still light out and I was setting up the camp 
and uh, we were the only ones who were there in the campground because it was October. It was kind of cold. And we're in this clearing in this forest. And all of a sudden, I look up and I see these soldiers standing at the edge of the forest looking at me. And they were all they had bandages and bloody and all of this. Yikes. There were like four of them. I can't remember how many. And I thought, oh, man, I didn't know they were going to have a reenactment of the Getty, of what happened, the Battle of Gettysburg. <laughs> and I thought, I wish Pete was here. Oh, I, I hope he gets back in time. And I, as I'm looking at these guys, I'm in the hollowed eyes. Oh, my gosh, it was so sad. And I just quickly looked over my shoulder to see if Pete was on his way back. And I looked back, and those soldiers were gone. Wow. Yeah, that wow. was really a trip. And it looks like we have a, a, a call from 949. 949 area code, are you, can you hear us? Are you with us? Hello. Yes, I can. Hello. Can Hi. Yes. Yeah. Hi. Hi, Summer. Hi, Liz. Hi. Oh, you're welcome. It's, Hi. It's, just, it's an experience I had many, many years ago. Sorry. I'm a little nervous. Oh, it's and okay. It was okay. All right. not that big a deal. But anyway, it was many years ago, and I just separated from my husband. And so I was home alone with the kids. It was They were asleep. It was late at night. And all of a sudden, I heard this. No, I was asleep, too. Then I heard this noise, mm-hmm. and I woke up, and I thought, I, thought oh, I must be hearing things. And then I heard it again. It was in the kitchen, and it was like a clinking sound. So I'm like, oh, then I got really scared. So I called my ex, he, you know, Hunter, and he's got guns and stuff. So I said, I hear somebody in the kitchen. I said, I'm going to hide behind the bed, and you come over. So he comes over <laughs> with a screwdriver, not a gun, comes over with a screwdriver <laughs> to, to save me. <laughs> save me with a screwdriver. So anyway, he comes in, and he looks around. <laughs> I know, he's, you know. Gotta love her. Anyway, <laughs> I just was concerned for my kids. And he said, well, there's nobody here. There's no sign of anybody coming in, but there's two pieces of silverware in the kitchen sink. And I'm like, well, that's weird. I'd done dishes and they were up, you know, in the, in the strainer, in the drainer, not strainer, in the hmm. drainer, just sitting there. And they jumped out into the sink. Oh, and wow. so later... <laughs> So then That's he went the clink, home. Clink. But late, <laughs> clink, clink. Yeah, that was the one yeah. clink. And I thought, uh-huh. as soon as I wrote it off and went, started to go back to sleep, you know, it happened again to confirm I heard something. So anyway, I was told later, and I forget how, by who, but it was an aunt of mine that had passed trying to get a hold of me. But wow. she quit because she scared me. Oh. <laughs> <And I, laughs> but, you know, it was a little contact from her. Oh, so wow. I thought that was pretty cool. So I think that's really cool. That is. Oh my gosh, very that sweet. is so much fun. <laughs> oh my goodness, Something yeah, just too a little, exciting. But <laughs> yeah, no, but you know, yeah. but it it really, I think it really is exciting because of the gentleness of that experience and the fact that it was something that was just what a sweet, you know, ant-like thing to do, taking the, you know, well, let me see, how can I contact her? Well, let me just take the silverware. I don't want to, you know, yeah. and, and put it in the sink yeah. and make a little sound there. And how how beautiful that is. And maybe she didn't mean to make a clinking sound. <laughs> maybe maybe she meant to put it in there gently, and you'd find it in the morning. <laughs> well, they said she was trying to get my attention, and she did. But like I said, since she scared me, she she oh, she didn't do anything else. Oh, so. Well, so that was the end her. of it. But <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great story. It's a Thank wonderful you. story. Yeah, oh. you can talk to her and tell her that you would love to hear from her again, and just tell her I'm okay now. You can move some more, yeah. more, uh, <laughs> more uh, silverware. <laughs> Thank you I'll so much for oral. calling in. <laughs> Thank well, you so welcome. much for Thank calling you in guys. and sharing. Okay. Yeah, really okay. appreciate it. Okay, love you guys. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And uh, we have a call from area code 732. Hello, you're on the air. Uh, can you hear us? Hello. Area code 732? Yes, Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you. Hi. Wonderful. We hi, can hear how are you too. <laughs> hi. Good. I just hi, I just heard you speaking to my friend, my best friend since sixth grade. Oh, oh my <laughs> and god. And we're now both sixty. So yeah, Nancy just called <laughs> oh. it. Oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't oh. have used the name, but yeah. Oh, that's the um, yeah, what wow. I'm calling for. Yeah, she actually <laughs> we were talking the other day and and my family has been very psychic for my whole life and I was telling her some stories and she had mentioned your radio station and said 
you know, you should oh. give a call and tell about one of your stories. So here I am. Wow. I'm calling. <laughs> okay. Oh, wonderful. Um, yeah. Uh, my father passed away a few years ago. And um, I was very upset, but I couldn't cry. I wouldn't believe it. I just know, you know, and all the things that I had learned my whole life, I just wouldn't accept that he was okay. I just couldn't. And I wouldn't cry and I wouldn't accept it. And a couple of months go by and I'm still holding this anger inside. And um, so I got, I couldn't sleep. So I got out of bed and sat in the living room and I was kind of watching TV. And I look up and here comes my father walking down the hall. And he's standing there, and he's wearing the same clothes he always wore. He's very countrified, liked jeans and the flannel and everything. And I kind of looked at him, and I said, Dad, you know, what are you doing here? You're dead. And he says, I know, but you don't seem to accept this. And you need to understand uh-huh. that I'm fine. I'm doing well. All my family's up here. They greeted me at the gate, as he called it, the gate. And I'm just wow. fine. You need to let go. And I said, but, Dad, he goes, Lee, because that was my nickname, you need to let go. And then I just start to cry. And cry. I mean, I, I cried for like a half hour and get it all out. And he just, when I was crying, he walked back down the hall. So I said, well, I'll go back to bed. I feel, I feel so much better. I got up, walked into my room, and I'm laying in my bed. I went, wow. Wow. And so I wow. went and crawled into bed and kind of woke up feeling something like being pulled through my skin. And then I woke up and went, oh, God, thanks, Dad. And my eyes were swollen huh. from crying. But it was like my dad had come to tell me that he was okay and to let it go and that I'm sure he, I would hear from again, which I have many times. I smell this special scent that I remember my dad and every once in a while it flows through my house and I just say, Hey dad. And I just kind of, you know, go on with my daily life. But that was, that's just one of the many things that have happened in my family and to me, but. Wow. That that's incredible. So, so uh, when you say you felt like you were being pulled back into your skin, do you think that that was an out-of-body experience, and you, you so you met your father uh, yeah. on the astral plane or something? I'm, I well, it might have, but I felt that's what it was. But I was in my living room, so I don't know. Uh-huh. Not knowing how the astral plane truly works, I really yeah. feel that I was out of body. I met him. He was in the uh-huh. outfit he loved the best. He looked great. He was oh. had been very very ill before he died. He looked mm-hmm. wonderful, handsome, and wonderful. But it didn't mm. click in till later how well he looked. And then I, yeah. when I crawled back into bed, like I said, I could feel like something being pulled through my, a, a tickly sensation being pulled through my uh-huh. skin. And, mm-hmm. and then I woke up, you know, I was oh, completely awake. So yeah. it, it was pretty yeah, exciting. What an, it's an incredible experience. And, and I'm just curious, is there some, it, it, what, what makes, uh, you know, for all of us who have had these sorts of experiences, you know, mm-hmm. beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was your father. And, yes, and so what, what makes it so different than any other experience that you might have that would be like a dream or anything else? Can you, is there something I you think, can say? Well, I, could, I felt the overwhelming feeling of love and uh, caring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and when I looked at my dad, he was smiling a smile. That he, you know, and he called me Lily, which is his nickname uh, for me. Nobody else knows that. Mm-hmm. And he, that's what he called me. And I'm like, that's when I went up to, and I wasn't shocked or scared. I just said, Dad, I was perplexed. You're dead. Why are you here? <laughs> right. Kind of like, what's right. going on? <laughs> and wow. then when he explained it, and, you know, and the relief that, I mean, I was, the relief was just astounding. The next oh. day I woke up so light and feeling so much better and not angry and, and more content, you know, and accepting that my father had passed and he was with my grandmother and grandfather and his dad and mom and, you know, wow. which were all, by the way, very psychic before they, they were all um, sensitive. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, and clearly you, know, you are that, too. So. <laughs> uh, very little. No, no, I don't practice it. It, it like, it frightens me a little bit because so too many yeah. things have happened that just scared the living heck out of me that I just can't like, mm, I'm not sure I want to do that. But my daughter is very that way and knows things uh-huh. too. So. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It seems to run in families in some, for some reason sometimes. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, because when when you're when you're raised that way and it just seems like it's a natural mm-hmm. part of life, it's not something that is you're not you're not called weird for it, then you don't really know anything yeah. else. So you exactly. just live really wide in that kind of truth. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's really funny because my friend and I discussing it, she didn't realize because I wouldn't discuss it growing up. It was something you did not discuss outside the house. Uh-huh. This is what uh-huh. happened to us, and because like you said, people say, "Oh, what a weirdo," and 
Now mm-hmm. as I've grown up, I've met more and more and found out my friend Nancy, it was that way. Why didn't I, we didn't know, we didn't connect. You know what I mean? Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful anyway. that you have connected like that now. Cause, yes. And you're on uh, uh, Until Death Do Us Part, where weird is normal. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm finally normal. Yay. Yay, you're normal. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for listening to my story. I mean, and I have more, and I'll call back. You know, Thank if you. you're interested, I'll call back with more, and um, I'll Absolutely. just let you know the weird experiences that we've had. Okay? Wonderful. Yeah. We really appreciate All you right. calling in and sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you very much. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, that was, that was precious. That was yeah. a really precious that story. That was really fun. Yeah. Well, if you are enjoying our show, um, please share uh, the show with others, Um we are also on iTunes, so you can go to um, your Apple uh, iTunes store and click on uh, the podcast. I believe it's through their podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you uh, type in Until Death Do Us Part, you can listen to our archive show. So please, uh, please feel free to share our show on Facebook and on iTunes and any other of your social media sites. Yeah, that would be really great. We'd love to spread the word because I, I really think this is really fun and I think it's really important. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have time for one last caller here. Okay. We've got uh, area code 808. Are you with us? Hello. I am. Hello. Hi. 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 Yes. I have just a, a real brief one, um, little story. <clears throat> uh, it happened a, couple, a few years back. I was just sitting in my living room in the evening. My husband was asleep. I just had a little light on. TV was off. And I was just kind of sitting in my living room. The dog was sitting in the middle of the room. It was a Cocker Spaniel. He was just laying there at my feet. And I, I was kind of meditating. Um but I, I know I was feeling a lot of gratitude and um, probably just thinking about wonderful things. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. I closed my, and I closed my eyes, and then I opened my eyes, and it was a different dog. Um, and oh. I had different clothes on. And I was wow. sitting, just sitting in this chair just like I was before it was just a room it was a it was a simpler kind of room but wow. the dog is what caught my attention because it wasn't my cocker spaniel it was another little dog just laying there and wow. I was just kind of flabbergasted yeah I, I would be <laughs> and then I closed my eyes and there my opened them again and there was my cocker spaniel so oh wow <laughs> Oh my goodness! Wow. That is a, that's an awesome story. Yeah, I wonder if that's. What, I wonder if you were you were the one who did the dimensional breakthrough and went, <laughs> yeah. went to another dimension for a moment there. Absolutely, it, or maybe you visited it, a past life or something. That's yes. what it felt like to me because it felt yeah. like I was in a simpler situation. Like the home was different. It was just real yeah. simple. And the dog was laying there at my feet, and but he was definitely not my dog. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, but there's also <laughs> well, you know, but it, it very well could be your dog reincarnated in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Could yeah. very well be yeah. the same dog. Yeah. You know, right? How wow. incredible! Right. What a cool experience! Yeah, that's a Ooh. great story. Thank I you so that. much for calling in and sharing that with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a beautiful Bye-bye. day. Bye. Love you. Bye-bye. Thank you. I like how people say, I love you at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, wow. We love you, too. We love you, too. Yeah, that's so sweet. I love that. Yeah, thank you yeah. so much. And um, we have a Patreon account. And if you are guided or willing or interested in going to P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com and clicking into Until Death Do Us Part. There are no spaces in that. It's just all one big long word. (laughs) Um, You can uh, donate to support our show. 
and we would really appreciate your support if you feel so inclined to do so. That would be wonderful, yeah. That so would we be wonderful. Keep this going. We want to keep it going for everybody. Yes. And uh, we're just so appreciative to everybody who's called in, to our listeners, and uh, we have listeners all around the world now. It's really, it's it's really fun. Yeah. It's very exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. I'm just so thrilled because it, it clearly is something that is happening to people everywhere. They just don't have a platform, but now they do. Now they do. Yeah. And next Friday... We will be having our special guest on. Her name is Raven, and she is a witch. And she's going to be sharing a lot about her particular craft. So please tune in next week. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, next week, October 25th at 12 p.m. Arizona time, when you can share your personal story about the afterlife and all things paranormal. We look forward to hearing from you. And thank Thank you for letting letting us us know know who you you are. Have a wonderful day. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.